gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top. This the dagger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Yes, I'm your host, Joshua Yanakson. Today, we got a lot to talk about. Um, so, today's not like a Friday or Saturday, so I thought I could do is because I haven't done a podcast in forever due to many reasons. I shared yesterday, I wanted to go over game three, and I want to preview game four, because what we saw was very, very surreal, and very, very historic in that game. I don't know if you guys saw, but the Denver Nuggets just smacked the everlasting crap out of the Miami Heat. That is a very dominant performance that's a grown man type performance so I was telling you guys yesterday that the heat needed to limit the two-man game what do they do they do the exact opposite and now left with historic nights for both Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic uh, Nikola uh, Jokic before I get into that, guys, you know where to find me, CourtsHeat.com. But, of course, you don't want to go to the website. You can find me on Twitter.com slash CourtsHeat. Also, you can find my personal account at JoshBigunanx13. Um, just hit me up there. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Those are the free main spots. And we're going to be rocking and rolling. I said yesterday in an article that I wrote on Wednesday that if... And only if the Heat won the championship, then they would be the greatest underdog ever. Because this is a fantastic story. This is like the Hoosiers 2.0. Whatever that um, sports movie was. I don't know if I think I'm saying it right. I'm trying to remember it. I've watched that a very long time ago. But the Heat had an opportunity. And people talk about pivotal game fives. I think this is a pivotal game free, but the magnitude is not as severe or not as high as game five. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that game three is going to shift momentum. Game five is going to be the final blow to either team. So heading into this game three, there was a lot on the line. Miami needed to win game three. Because if Miami won game free, they would have momentum at home. Now the Nuggets have secured home court advantage again. And for the Heat, so the Heat's problem is this. When you go down even a game to an excellent team like the Denver Nuggets, given the talent of Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, Nikhil Jokic, this entire team, even Braun, who, um, what's his name? Yeah, Christian Braun, sorry, I was... I can't remember what his first name was, but Christian Braun, who only played 19 minutes, a very impactful 19 minutes, went 7-8 from the field, 15 points. 
you take that at plus 209. Besides that, when you go down a game, even a game to this type of team, you are hurting yourself, especially when you have to win your first game at home to set the tone. Um, if you guys try to blame the refs, I wouldn't. We saw Gabe Vincent run to foul trouble early. We saw guys have some questionable calls on both sides. Nikhil Jokic had 5,000. He could have fouled out, but he didn't. This is where it gets really interesting to me. What happens next to the Heat? What do you do with Tar Hero? See, my running theory was, well, I appreciate that he doesn't want to come back and mess with the chemistry, but they need the shooter. And Tar Hero's the type of guy that can put the team on his back. That's what he was designed for. That's what he's been doing since college. Since his early days before heading to the pros, right? So, you knew game one it was going to be there. Game two, he had a chance. Eh, not really, right? Game three is like, okay, hold on. Let's see what we could do. If he can't come back for game three, still have some swelling, soreness, yada, yada. He come back for game four. It has to be game four. And I don't think if he's 100%, he won't be 100%. Because he's rushing his timeline. I think he has to come back. Because this is a problem. This is a problem. And before I talk about the Nuggets, I want to talk about the Miami Heat. First, Max Struess went 1 of 7. Gabe Vincent went 2 of 10. They went 3 of 17 from the field yesterday in 46 minutes. Where they combined for 10 points, 5 assists, and 4 rebounds. 3 steals and 1 block. They combined for a minus 27. In what sane world does Zach function properly? That just does not help anyone. It does not. Kale Martin played 32 minutes, only put up 10 points. Now its shots were limited to 9 shots, the 9 attempts. But his foul trouble was bad. It was four. And when you're just looking at the statistics and you look at a few highlights, you just watch the game, you can see where the problem's coming in. Kevin Love, Bama Bio, no one had an answer for anyone. Not for Nikhil Jokic, not for AG, not for anyone. And what we saw yesterday was a very impactful performance by Nikhil Jokic and Jamal Murray. Murray and Jokic bonded that game like I've never seen in their seven years together. Think about it. In all of their time together, I've never seen them be that impactful together, that well orchestrated together. And that's a problem when you when you have Struis going one of seven, when you have Vincent going two of ten, Autobio seven twenty one. I get that he got the seventeen rebounds. That's nice and all, but forty one minutes you can't be playing the most amount of minutes and only going 
7 of 21. What's that? Somebody do, somebody do the math for me. Is it 7 of 21 like 33%? Yeah, it's 33%. Um, that's not sustainable. That's not sustainable. And per Spolstra, Tower Heroes still not clear the play. But now, you do have an advantage here because you get that break in between and you don't have to play till Friday. Bad news, that's tomorrow at 5.30 p.m. There's just a lot of writing because you need to figure out something that's a reliable solution. And I know when you're up on the stage, this is the gra grandest stage of them all. And the problem, the problem is this. No one's experienced on the Heath besides Love Butler. That's not true. Ma majority of these guys are experienced. Problem is, they're just not playing it. I don't think Game Vincent and Max Struess on that 2020 team. I know Robinson was. I know Hasman was. I know B a Buckets was. Adebayo was. Lowry was there, but Lowry's not doing any better. He also had four fouls. And when you go to the team stats and you see everything, I'm going to transition over to team stats here. I think this is important. The Denver Nuggets went 41 of 80. That's 51.2% from the field. Miami went 34 of 92. That's 37% from the field. They were horrific again from deep. You, you just can't be going 11 to 35 from deep. Especially when you can't get any of your mid-range shots to go in. And points in the paint was atrocious. It was 60 to 34 in favor of Denver. Do you understand that major flaw? That I, I was telling you guys that Denver was the more physical team. You also saw that when physicality came into play, 58-33 rebounds. 58 rebounds to Denver, 33 rebounds to Miami. We had 45-23 uh, defensive rebounds. That it favored Miami, um, Denver, obviously. But do you know how bad that is? The, now, one of the silver linings is, is that, oh, they had less turnovers than the Denver Nuggets. That, that's nice, I guess. But I don't know why you would be excited. You wouldn't be excited when you know that you were down by 21 points at one time. And you only led the, the only time they led the game was when their largest lead was five. And then it was Denver. First quarter. Tied 24-24. They weathered Denver's opening punch. It was what it was. The second quarter, third quarter, it was the Jamal Murray and Achille Jokic show. But the first half, we saw them just be explosive. We saw them be explosive. I, I don't know what more to say. And it was very interesting. Never had two players from the same team had 30-point triple-doubles in the same game. Never in the regular season. Never in the puffs. 
and never in the NBA Finals. Until now, in that game three, in Miami, where Nikhil Jokic, Jamal Murray made history. I agree with what Michael Malone said. He said, by quote, by far their greatest performance as a duo in their seven years together. And quote, they're two wins away from Denver's first title in franchise history. Like, do you understand how significant this is? That was, that was the Joker's 10th triple-double of just this postseason. I don't think we, I don't think we understand. And I just want to point out something before I start reading off stat, uh, statistics. Christian Braun is a rookie. And this rookie, in the most pressuring situation of his life, was absolutely spectacular off the bench for the Nuggets. Again, he scored 15 on 7 for 8 shooting in 19 minutes. Eric Gordon, my man AG, at 11 for Denver. So you have the dynamic duo in a bunch of smaller pieces that just fits. That, to me, is something that may never be replicated. Because what the Nuggets have shown is, give us a few years and we're healthy, we're going to be here. We're going to be rocking and rolling. And indeed, were they rocking and rolling? They lost by 15. Miami lost to 15. But what made this night even more historic was the fact that Jamal Murray and Akili Jokic combined for 66 points. 66 points to Jimmy Butler's Bam Bob's combined total of 50. But it goes deeper than that. You say, oh, Bam Bob had 17 rebounds. Nikhil Jokic had 21. Well, you say, well, defensively, Bob had 11. Nikhil Jokic had 18 defensive rebounds. I don't think you understand the significance behind what I'm saying. Nikhil Jokic put up 32 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists, and 2 blocks. That, to me, is special. 12 of 21, 1 of 2 from deep, 78 from the line. Nikhil, now I'm sorry, Jamal Murray in 45 minutes, Nikhil Jokic played 44 by the way, but 45 minutes for Jamal, he had 34 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 1 steal. Sure, he had the 7 turnovers, but that didn't affect his game. He went 12 of 22 from the field, 3 of 6 from deep, 78 from the line. In 45 minutes, this dynamic new duo knew they had to step up to the plate and knock out of the ballpark. They knew they were going to have to play a combined 99 minutes, I'm sorry, 89 minutes to get the job done. Murray only had three minutes of rest. Nikhil Jokic only had four minutes of rest. Do you understand how significant this is? I also want to credit Denver for sticking with um, an A-man rotation. I find that very interesting. Whereas 
I'm going by more major minutes, you know, like one to two minutes. So you have five here, six, seven, eight. So De Miami's probably like, re realistically, when you're giving other guys, they're probably nine men. When you could legit give those minutes to someone else. But Denver has cracked a code. Denver cracked a code. Their bench outproduced Miami Heat's bench. Miami's bench had 28. And you can say, well, Denver's bench only had um, 24. Yeah, but check out the rebounds. Check out the assists, the steals. Check out the blocks. Bruce Brown, in 29 minutes, coming off the bench, despite going 1-5, of five, despite the 20% from the field, despite the 5 points, had free blocks and was impactful defensively. You can't say that about Club Martin. You just couldn't. You couldn't say that about Cody Zeller. You couldn't say that about Kyle Lowry to a certain extent. You just couldn't. Either Miami was dealing with foul trouble or they just weren't having anything go for them. I think we need to understand the significance of this. I really do believe we need to understand the significance of this. And I just want to tap into Christian Braun. And for you guys that are making fun of him, not saying that he's such a big deal. And I agree. I agree. You're like, what does a 4-2-1 guy have to say about anything? Right? So, I, I get it. But this guy, who no one's ever heard of, is now shining. He's becoming a very interesting piece. A very, very interesting piece. He was a former 21st overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft. He's a rookie. This season, he played 76 games, started six of them, 15 and a half minutes. He only gets four shots. But he's somehow turning into a very interesting piece. And I think that, I think we need to understand that. Because what he did in Game 3 was not a fluke. They needed that. And he provided that. He provided 14-4-1. 15-4-1. You can't make that up. And I think he's starting to become comfortable. Because if you look at these games, he's had outbursts. He's shown that he can score 15 a game. He can score 19 a game. 13 a game. It does not matter. He's just got to get those opportunities. He's got to get those shots in. But when he gets those shots in, he looks more comfortable. He feels more comfortable. And he's only a rookie, so even if he's only scoring six points, he's still doing stuff. Because you could say, well, he only had six points in game two. So, he still had free assists, one rebound, and free steals. I don't think we can diminish that at all. And now it was a quality 15 minutes where he went 100% from the field. So, we're going to let him just, we're going to let him cook. The best way he can come off the bench. Because in the NBA Finals, he's averaging 14 minutes. 
83% from the field, 100% from the line, two rebounds, two assists, one steal, one foul per game, one turnover, but seven points. That's sometimes the make or break, and I think we sometimes forget that. And I hated Christian Brown when he played the Suns. I'm like, who is this bum? Now, that's just my inner Suns fan personality coming out, but I can respect the game of Christian Braun saying he's going to be a piece for the Denver Nuggets in the near future, in the very near, near future, and I think they hit on somebody that could be a good rotational piece, that could be a good um, starter for some portions of the regular season, because when you're going that efficient, 7-8 from the line, I'm sorry, 7-8 from the field, 15 points in 19 minutes, that speaks volumes. So that speaks volumes. That absolutely speaks volumes. But I don't want to diminish Aaron Gordon. I don't want to diminish KCP. I don't want to diminish Michael Porter Jr. But Michael Porter Jr. struggled. He won one of seven. Still got seven rebounds though. But Michael Porter Jr. had a very off game. KCP... It is what it is. But Aaron Gordon, 11 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal. You want that all day, every day. You want that all day, every day. And I don't know what kind of adjustments did Miami he make. I think they need Tar Hero. I think they need Tar Hero. I think he makes a difference. It's funny. We didn't think about that for, well, we thought about that for Milwaukee, because, like, oh, what are we going to do? But after that, the Knicks were like, okay, we're fine. Against the Celtics, okay, it was rough, we're still fine. But now we're here, and it's like, I think we need him because these guys just can't rise up to the occasion, can't rise up to the moment. And could Jimmy Butler have been better than going 11 and 24 from the field? Sure, but that's still 45%. But, but, Bam didn't help. Bam did not help that much. He was there, like, Bam and Butler carried, but when your next guy has 10 points, that's coming off your bench, that's bad. That's bad. It's bad when KCP has more than Max Struess. It's bad when... Michael Porter Jr. has an off night and Gabe Vincent can't capitalize. It's just bad. It's just bad all the way around. So what do the Heat need to do to get better? I I don't know because we're now going every other game of being inconsistent and being bad. I told you guys that the Heat could not be missing this many shots. I told you that you had to take the offensive game to him because you're not going to be able to uh, keep up defensively. It's had to be an offensive um, masterpiece. You can't get out-rebounded. I thought it was very impressive that in games one and games two, they kept it relatively or very close in the rebounding numbers. This was just a slaughter field. This was just... This was just mass murder scene. I, I, I don't know what to say. Everyone got slaughtered in the paint. There was no one. Bam on Bob was the only one. 
He had 17. He had double digits. He was up there. He was contending with Nikhil Jokic. This to me is just severely bad. This this is just severely bad. Like the Miami here are gonna win it. The only way they win is by very close. And the Nuggets will win it very close with a blow them out. That's how they did in game one, game three. They blew them out. This is just if here's the problem. If you lose game four, series is over. Cause you're not gonna be down three to one. And think that you can pull a LeBron James and Kyrie Irving situation out of your butt. I I just, I don't see it. I really don't see it. And what's a shame is, is that when you got to the locker room, when you got to the third quarter, the third quarter was very interesting because when you started that, Sure, you had Nikhil Jokic jumper at 11.49, which made it 55.48, but that was manageable. It was only 7. But then it just grew a lot worse. But then they kept fighting. But then when you got to the 6.54 mark in the third quarter, you saw Denver leading by 10 after Nikhil Jokic made a free-foot driving floating jump shot. That's just... And then Eric Gordon's attacking on free throws. It, it just got worse. It got worse. It didn't get better because then by the fourth quarter with 10 minutes to go, you saw him down by 16 where Nikhil Jokic made an 11-foot jumper to put it 86-70. And then the fourth quarter came and you saw Denver winning 95-79. to I was after the Jamal Murray 17-footer. So, there's a lot of bad going around. It was a game come the third quarter. And that's kind of funny to me because the third quarter is not their struggle. It's not like they have, like, the Phoenix Suns struggles, like, the third quarter. For whatever reason, we just could not withstand the third quarter this season. See, regular season, postseason, but... The Heat should not have been struggling that bad. Just It got really, I don't want to say murderous in the third quarter, but Nikhil Jokic and Jamal Murray were just chopping up. They were slicing and dicing the Miami Heat. That's, that's it. Three minutes. There was people, Heat fans were already leaving their own arena. And then with three minutes to go, it was 101-84. It was over. And then they went on a mini run, and they just end the game 109-94. to 94. It's got to win game four. You got to hope that Kyrie Hero can at least play five minutes. Because you need something. You just need a spark. Maybe, problem is, problem is, you're not dealing with uh, a Milwaukee Bucks team anymore. No, you're dealing with an Akil Yoga Jamal Murray team that has many pieces to go around and can just play a two-man game. So, as as an as annoying this is going to sound and how repetitive it sounds, this is going to have to be a team effort. You're going to have to make your shots. You got to wake up. And the problem is the pressure is going to be intensifying because you're down. But Jimmy Bow will rally his troops. I'm still rooting for the Heat to win it. But 
Because both are going to be historic. If the Nuggets win, it's going to be historic. If the Heat win, it's going to be historic. I just can't believe this is where we're at right now. I think, honestly, honestly, the Heat can win game four. You're just going to have to see if Kyrie can play. I know Coach Spo said, well, he can't play. It's not been clear to play yet. Oh, come on. Like, I've seen the man wants to play. It's the NBA Finals. Friday, 5.30 p.m. Be there, guys. Um, podcast will be up and normal for tomorrow. We're back. I'm excited. Courtsheat.com. Twitter.com slash Courtsheat. Join the party. This is going to be very fun. Jimmy Butler's going to have to rally his troops. Jamal Murray and Nikhil Jokic are going to continue their fire streak. They're creating history. Um... History is being made. This is a, this been a very fun series so far. A very stressful series for some. A very joyful series for some. But this is where we're at, guys. This was a this was a shortish podcast, but I just wanted to cover game three. I wanted to try to go for the saw process, but this is just very very interesting in my opinion. Oh man, what a time to be alive. I'm going to talk more about Game 3, Game 4 tomorrow. More so Game 4. I'm going to be talking about Chris Paul, that situation. I'm going to be talking about the offseason. Oh man, we got lots to do. I love it. Peace out, y'all. Have a great day.